Welcome to another episode of Top Lines and Tales, and again, a special episode as we move into the year 2024. Uh, Thank you all very much for tuning in and listening to us, and this one is a special episode because... Top Lines and Tales have been on holiday. Yes, we've been on tour with a whole load of Top Lines and Tales listeners, and we've headed down to the Southern Hemisphere on a 20-hour journey that, have, that found us landing in Argentina. Although I had the best intentions of sending back a recording from Argentina, I had to wait until I got home because editing facilities and trying to do things on the back of the bus and and indeed some of the recording was all very, very difficult and I haven't managed to capture the full essence of our trip to Argentina, but I hope you'll find this snippet showing you enough insight into the wonderful animals that we got to see. So I said this year that Top Lines and Tails was going to change a little bit, so I made a decision that we went to... Some in the region are 10,000 miles across the earth there to kind of go to the south of the equator to do a different podcast here from Argentina. And uh, one of the reasons I'm here and one of the people behind this tour there I've got with me is uh, Fiona Sloan or Fiona Fletcher Sloan there. Fiona, um, welcome to Top Lines and Tales. Thanks, Andy. It's good to be here. And, and tell us a little bit more why we're here, but it was an idea I put to you a while ago, but this is something you do for a profession where you... So you're involved in a company called Field Farm Tours, and uh, tell us a little bit more about them and, and what they do and what your, your in- involvement in that is. Okay, well, um, I, I sort of accidentally got into the job with Field Farm Tours. Um, about 15 years ago, I was a development manager for Simmental Cattle UK, and it was our World Congress in 2008. Um, and Field Farm Tours uh, were employed by the, um, the Simmental Cattle to um, deal with the logistics in the hotels and the buses and I met um, the owner of the company Caroline Cree and the one thing that we were short of on the Congress were um, tour guides because agricultural tour guides are quite hard to come by. Uh, so I just jumped on and off the bus a few times and said a few things um, and afterwards Caroline said you know um, would you like to do something with us and I said well I'm not a tour guide or anything. Anyway, I had a, I had a run with uh, some New Zealand uh, farmers, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it and have been doing the New Zealand group that goes to the Highland Show every year um, since then and uh, I've worked um, as a guide and a tour manager for Field Farm Tours for the last 15 years. Well, and it's a brilliant thing and I know last year we looked at doing something in Montana which didn't quite come off but the top lines and tails we have that are invited everybody that's, that's or anybody for that matter it's open to everybody who, who are interested in livestock and we've got a great team of people we haven't quite gathered them all together but I think there's 22 or 3 of us all together we've got a fantastic week organised there but uh, you, you don't just come along as well I mean you have been organizing everybody for all I'm supposed to my name's on the team sheet here You're, you've been organizing everybody and, and it seems second nature to you that you don't panic you just kind of make the make, get these people together and you're only as good as the lamest person on the tour really aren't you yeah well the thing is I'm probably like the proverbial swan I'd like to think or the ugly duckling uh, where you you know look smooth on the top but you're paddling like hell underneath <laughs> um you know and and this tour Andy as you know um, for the first time ever in the history of touring, everybody's luggage didn't arrive, not just one little luggage. So um, we're in the process of that, and we'll get it sorted out and it'll not make any difference to our holidays. Um, but we deal with uh, the company Field Farm Tours, we deal with incoming um, groups into the UK for farming, a lot of students uh, from overseas, and we also send um, study tours um, out overseas for a lot of the young farmers clubs for um, Scottish and English young farmers and the Welsh young farmers and um, we work with the Highland Show, the Royal Welsh um, as their tour 
um, partners, their travel partners rather. So we organise all their accommodation for um, Charlie Castle, Aberdeen Angus and do a lot of the conferences as well and the World Congresses all over the world. So um, we've got quite a wide scope of what we do. Uh, but the love of my part of the job is um, kind of, you ask Kenny, my husband, he'll tell you, I, I never thrive better than when I'm in charge. Um, and um, for the first time ever, he's come with me as a, a fully paid client this time. So um, he thinks he's on a good thing, uh, but I'll soon get that sorted out. Um, and, uh, and it's just, you know, it's a lot of people with a similar interest who just love farming. But there's more to it, you know, we've just, this afternoon for instance, as you know, we've just been around Buenos Aires, oh. which is the most stunning city. Um, and we, we thought it was going to be a long tour and it was great. We've been all over the place and we've got some chill time before we go out tonight. And for the rest of the week, we're looking at uh, red meat, essentially. Mostly Aberdeen Angus and Shorthorns, and then we're moving to red wine, which is good for all of us. Red meat and red wine. It's probably not good for flesh, to be fair, but you <laughs> said he's coming along, you think he's part of the tour. He's actually, he's the entertainment, or he's part of the entertainment, and uh, we'll get flesh on a little bit later. But yeah, that, that's you, as you said. We've got no luggage at the moment. We're all, we're not quite swanning about naked, but we're swanning about uh, um, just about getting our luggage back tomorrow. Then we're going to go and have a bit of a tour and see some Angus cattle tomorrow. So I'm going to report on that as well, see if we can get a chat with uh, the guy that owns this great Angus farm. We're going to tomorrow and piece all this together that hopefully we'll get a podcast uh, here from Argentina that most of you will be interested in but good to hear what you do there Fiona as I said at that and anybody look up Field Farm Tours see what else is going on with them because all the time there are some great tours round about the world there and it's just it's great to have a great crowd of like-minded people on the tour. Yeah I think that's that's what makes it it's um it's a kind of tour it's not um, entirely farming orientated so whether you're you know, a farmer or connected with farming or even not connected with farming, it's like uh, looking at the world, I like to think, from the top of the hill and not from the bottom. So we get to go on to look at areas and beautiful scenery that nobody else gets the chance to see as a, an ordinary tourist, if you like. Um, and that's what makes it special. But um, you'll make great friends and we'll have, I've got people who travel with me now are actually on this tour that have travelled for the last 15 years and we're all great pals and um, nobody um, nobody stands out from the crowd which I think is great everybody's a level playing field and we all just get on with it and once we've all got our luggage I think everybody will be <laughs> will be happier including the tour leader I have to say including the tour leader <laughs> and including Fletch and Fletch is calling there because he's getting the beers in there so uh, we'll, we'll put this back together tomorrow morning and, uh, and see if we can uh, uh, bring you some more entertainment here from Buenos Aires in Argentina. Thank you. Next, I had a word with our very knowledgeable and excellent tour guide to hear a little bit more about himself. So I have now with me uh, Marcelo, who's not just our tour guide, but uh, uh, our translator and our guide and uh, all-round good guy. And uh, um, well, this isn't your main job, but not being your main job being a tour guide. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. No, my main job was uh, being a vet, uh, I am retired nowadays, and uh, on the other hand, I run a farm which belongs to my wife. Okay, and uh, you have cattle, it's a beef farm now, but it was a dairy farm before, I believe. So you've, you've been in both sides of, the, of this the cattle world? Yeah, in both sides because we, we run a dairy farm with, um, with uh, two partners, uh -huh. and uh, the beef farm belongs to my wife. Okay, and uh, I'm right in thinking you were the vet at the great Palermo show there. Were you the chief vet there, I believe? 
No, um, I, for the last uh, 30 years, I, I've been in Palermo, uh, judging, uh, admitting the, um, the animals before they go to show, before they go to the ring. Fantastic show and a huge show and the biggest show in, in Argentina, one of the biggest shows in Southern Hemisphere, I believe. Uh, yeah, Southern Hemisphere and I... <laughs> Certainly is a great show, and and we are now. Uh, we've been in Buenos Aires. We're now uh, three or four hours south of Buenos Aires, and we've been in in a town. A town, uh, I think, where it was your hometown. Was that the town of Azul? Yes, my hometown is Azul, uh, in the center of the province of Buenos Aires. Uh, a very important uh, place where a lot of cattle is being uh, raised and uh, farms. Excellent, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing some of those cattle this week. And uh, we really value you showing us around and value your knowledge there, uh, Marcella. So thank you uh, for, for, for showing us around. So our first morning on the trip, we headed off about an hour to a bull stud called Casamu, and Casamu is the biggest pedigree bull stud in Argentina. They run somewhere in the region of 1,300 females all outside. No buildings, nobody seems to have any buildings in Argentina because the weather is so good. All these animals running outside and we arrived by bus near a river to have a look at the first bunch of cows and calves uh, only to be eaten by mosquitoes. But I did try and catch a little bit from uh, from what our guide was saying and, and, and the owner of the farm was saying whilst we stood and looked at, uh, at these great bunch of Angus females. The most important uh, character is uh, fertility. That's, that's the most important for, for them. Then, then the carcass. Then all the babies. And it's important in Argentina también la la belleza racial. Acá tiene un valor económico. So la gente le da importancia. What people pay more for, for or, or like to pay for is the, um, the the breed characteristics of the beauty of the animal yeah. it's more than in our if, 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 if it's uh, an angus yes. Uh -huh. yes. if it looks like an angus uh, your, your cattle are very level mm. they're all very uh, consistent yeah. consistent uh, your bull makes it very very well fleshed mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. You like the Lovely bull. fleshing. You like the bull. Lovely, beautiful fleshing. Why not? You want to buy it? <laughs> take it home. Thank you, Richard. How much would a bull like that cost? Yeah. How much would a bull like that cost? Oh, here, in, in here is very. Uh, no, in Argentina, normal bulls, you 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 buy for for your. Yeah, uh, commercial, yeah, yeah. commercial. Mm. Yeah. That would be one thousand pounds to two thousand pounds. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. Uh -huh. okay. But here, what is the promedio of the but you sell the, the females you obviously keep females for the herd but then the other females will be sold for meat or will they be sold for no, other, no, other breeders no. 
Oh, for breeders. No, they are sold for for breeders. For breeders, yeah. yes. For gems. Después nosotros genéticamente le damos mucha trascendencia a la facilidad de parto. Yeah, they they are very keen on uh, on calving uh, ease. That's very important for them. Calving ease, especially on herpes. Nos interesa que cualquier animal, cualquier toro pueda servir para vaquillón. Yeah, they. You know, you have a number of, of, of bulls that are not sold for heifers, mm -hmm. not here. Uh, uh, most of the of the breeders say this is mm. for cows and this 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 bull is for heifers. Yep. But they try that any bull mm -hmm. of this farm can breed a, a heifer. Okay. As calving is. Okay. So. Can, what price would a bull that can, is a kind of commercial bull, just and know. what bull is a top pedigree, how much? Well, it depends. A top pedigree on a farm or in Palermo? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Because the Palermo the bulls are sold for, for, um, for um, commercial... Uh, uh, All the ones freezing, for freezing, yeah. cement freezing. Right, yes, so they're very... Thousands of millions of pesos. Right, okay. Because they. That's one thing. But if. What, what is a price very high for a toro de pedigree? A commercial sí, pedigree yeah, bull? Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 a, or a bull for shows? Mm. Yes. Uh, What's the difference between the two? In price wise. In price. Sí. Yeah. Es interesante, pero también extenso de explicar. Pero yes, voy a tratar yes. de resumirlo. Es interesante, pero muy difícil de explicar. En Argentina hay, una, hay algunos criadores de elite. They are in elite uh, breeders. Posiciones. Yeah. Those, those uh, breeders want to go to shows. Only shows. Okay. Entonces, en el show. No, no está la genética pro, de productiva. Bueno, sí. On, on that show, nobody cares about the data, DVDs, DVDs. The animal is very, uh, when it's young, mm. eat, eat a lot of yeah. corn. It's fed, it's fed, yeah. yeah. It's the same in the USA. They yeah. say a lot of the show bulls aren't breeding bulls at all. They're I, I had, for, 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 for freezing uh, semen, I had a bull which had gone to uh, to Paramo show in one year I couldn't freeze uh, no. one one doses one year all right okay. uh, because he, he was fed uh, too bad too much yeah, yeah. 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 and so that's an elite that, is. that goes for shows mm -hmm. yeah okay so you sell bulls on the farm here mm -hmm. three four times a year mm -hmm. What's the, what price of these bulls Ahora vamos. Sí. Vendemos, now, now we get there. vendemos 350 toros al año, 350, 400. 300, 350, 400 bulls each year. Sí. Y vendemos a, a entre 3.000 y 4.000 dólares. From 3.000 pounds to 4.000 pounds. Pero bueno, pero Casamu está enfocado desde sus inicios a a medir genética de, de producción que produce. Yeah, from the very beginning, Casamu wants to to breed a, a, a bull that will 
work well on a grazing condition. Por ejemplo, si nosotros estas vacas, nosotros toda la, la vaca, la vaca de cría está en campos bajos, todo acá el campo son acá son 800 hectáreas toda debajo que es inundable. Their cow and calf herd grazes in that flooded area which okay. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. And they behave sí. very well. Y salvo salvo algún rollo en invierno no comen alimento balanceado ni and nada. They are el... not supplemented. Never except sometimes you have you 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 run out of of, uh, of feed and you have to give them uh, a bale a bale but they are on natural grasses Sí, y nos interesa que en estas condiciones naturales de pastoreo se preñe todos los años, se preñe temprano, que dé un buen ternero, un ternero pesado. All carved outside. Depende del año, pero los machos 230, las hembras 210. Uh, it depends on what well, yeah. yeah. uh, 230 kg and the, the bull cows and 210 the male, the females. What weight are the mature cows? 460 kilos. 460 kilos, okay. Al yeah, destete, no la vaca gorda. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when the cow is weaned, And the cows win, they weigh that. If you feed them, if you want to send them, no, how old would his cow be before he gets rid of the cow because he's had too many calves? Or cuántas cuántos terneros puede tener una vaca? ¿Cuánto es lo que esperan en cuanto a cantidad de pariciones, digamos? Y mira, puede tener la vaca puede estar a los 14 hasta los 14 años y puede tener 12 crías. Around to 12. And what age do you sell the bulls? Your eyes, your eyes were blinking. Marcelo, espera, tratemos de hacer una sola porque acá me preguntan que es interesante que escuche. A los toros, preguntan si los suplementas. A los toros, bueno, ahora, ahora después, más adelante vamos a ver toros y voy a hablar acerca de los toros, pero sí, eh, seis meses antes de la venta están, los tenemos a Fitlota, los toros. Ahora vamos a hacer un stop para ver los bulls, pero nevertheless. I think one or two of the people in our group were quite surprised at how small the cows were, but we've got to remember that this is a very functional herd, everything worked outside. 
the cows were all inseminated pretty much on one day. So they put something like 400 cows inseminated in one day and calved them all very close together. But the cows at 450 kilos, weaning calves at 250 kilos, we were a little bit concerned that selling live weight bulls at 650 kilos was maybe very small. Uh, animals, but they were very functional and hugely in demand, and as you could hear, they were still making great prices. We then went inside and sat down where they talked to us a little bit more about the animals there, but it was very difficult to record, and then that was followed with what in Argentina they call an asado, which is a, a barbecue, and what a barbecue it was, they, they basically take a, a sheep and a cow and they light a fire and hammer a steak in the ground and cook these things for two or three hours on the side of the barbecue. Firstly, we had their empanadas, which is like a Cornish pasty, I suppose, a sort of rollover pastry with some lovely meat inside, two or three different sorts. And then we got presented with lumps of beef and lumps of lamb all on bones. And it was a tremendous feed there. By the time we'd finished eating, we were all absolutely stuffed before uh, we moved on to, our, to see our next herd. I would have loved to have spoken much more to the owner um, of that particular stud, which was uh, some fantastic information that they gave to us. And some of my recordings didn't come out, which wasn't great. Uh, uh, then we headed off back to the hotel. We had a, a great evening and uh, all sort of got to know each other a little bit better before heading out the next day to a, in what turned out to be a five-hour bus journey um, to another superb stud. This one called Cabina La Reforma. And uh, I knew of this stud. I've seen them on the internet, followed them for quite a while. They're in a fantastic operation to sell a lot of Angus and Shorthorn bulls. And uh, eventually I tracked down uh, one of the guys there to have a quick chat with, see what he did before then speaking to the owner. What is, what is your name? Uh, my name is Javier Bianchi. Okay, and what is your involvement here? Here I work like an agronomical engineer. Okay. Agronomist. Okay, agronomist, yes. Okay. Mm. okay. Right, so are you involved in, in the, with the cattle here as well? Uh, perhaps I, I can two, three days in the week, uh -huh. uh, go around talking about uh, the, the corn, the, okay. wet, the the cows, the grass, uh, okay. the technical... Uh -huh. uh, and how, how many hectares is, is, is the farm here? They have, sorry, 1,300. 1,300 hectares, okay. Wheat. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, near 1,000 heads of cattle. Of cattle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you grow sunflowers here. Uh, uh, sunflower. Sunflowers. Sunflower. Yeah. Corn. Mm -hmm. uh, barley, perhaps. Okay. And uh, so these bulls, all the bulls. These bulls, uh, they so, uh, sell, uh, sold mm -hmm. uh, here in the Nacacucho. Yeah. Perhaps one, two bulls go to Palermo. Uh -huh. uh, okay. Exposition. But then the, the rest of them, they have a sale here on, here, on here, the farm. Okay. Here, here, in the desire. Okay. Okay. That's the that's right. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Yet again, we were fed with another asada. This time, even more people turning out to, to see us and tables. We sat outside and a whole crowd of us and uh, fed with loads of wonderful uh, Argentinian red wine. And it was superb. And uh, I actually got a bottle of whiskey, which I'd taken with me, a bottle of Bonahaban, which we got out and offered some to our hosts and then eventually ended up giving the bottle to our host who enjoyed it very much. Uh, and and uh, a fantastic lunch it was. And we were very thankful to them all. And you can find uh, um, any more information about uh, La Reforma on, on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page where they've even, they had a photographer and a cameraman with them even making videos of us. So they were proud to have us there as long as, as much as we were proud to be there ourselves. And then afterwards we went to see their sheep. They had uh, 
to seven different breeds of sheep, but their main one being the Lincolns, and they'd had Lincoln longwool sheep on the farm for 120 years, so a, a fantastic old tradition. They still showed the animals at Palermo Show, and they had other breeds there as well. So. After lunch, I got to chat to the, the two brothers who owned and ran, ran this fantastic outfit, and uh, it was great to speak to them. This is what they had to say. Salvador. Salvito. 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 Uh, your cattle at, uh, at here are absolutely magnificent. Uh, it's a great credit to you. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. We love your, your short horn cows. The tradition and, and great cows, but your Angus are just super. And, and uh, your, your Angus cows, there's just a few, but you have lots of them and lots of bulls. And, and uh, I, I follow you on Facebook, you're a very successful breeder. Es de inculcar o, o enseñar a nuestros continuadores. Okay, what, they, what, what, what they focus is in teach their followers how to how to breed and how to to keep this uh, genetic tradition. And you tradition, and, and, and you have been now five gen four generations. Uh, Cuatro generaciones. Uh, uh, nosotros somos la cuarta generación. He is the fourth. Nuestros and hijos, his, son, hijos. his sons, his children are the, the, the fifth. That's La fun. quinta generación. Y uh, lo que nosotros hacemos acá viviendo. Uh, que vive mamá acá okay. and, and he lives in the other house okay. nosotros and again he says he tries to teach the fifth generation how, how things should be made Fantastic. lo que es nuestra cultura de criadores his, okay. his breeders culture yes breeders of course and you have the sheep here as well six seven different breeds of, siete, of sheep siete razas diferentes de ovejas eh, tenemos siete razas ovinas mm -hmm. y dos razas vacunas yeah, seven, seven uh, different uh, sheep breeds and and two uh, uh, cattle breeds. Two cattle breeds, and and the sheep, the Lincoln sheep breed, has been here for 120 years. Is so. Uh, Lincoln has 120 years. Lincoln is from the day one. Yeah. The day one, and it's our race of heart. And it's a breed that they carry in in, in their hearts. In the hearts. De no haber sido por la raza Lincoln, nosotros hoy no sabríamos nuestro destino. If it wasn't for the Lincoln breed, they 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 don't know where they would be today. Okay. And and you take the the, the Lincolns to the Palermo to the exposition. Si vas a Palermo. Sí sí sí. Lincoln, vamos a Palermo. Yes. Yes. Y mamá ya sabe. Yeah. And uh, his mother, she knows, she will miss a, 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 a picture more than a ram. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yes, I understand. No, the ram. Yeah. Magnificent. And, and uh, the new breed, the Dorpa, um, the Dorpas, is, is that new, new here? La nueva raza es, es nueva, la, la uh. raza africana. La raza africana, sí, uh. nosotros tenemos hace cinco años que hemos incorporado esa raza. Okay, five, uh, years. five years. Five years, yes. yes. Okay. okay. Yes, yes. Uh, and you take this year cattle to Palomo? To the show again? Angus. Lincoln, sí, y Angus oh, y Shorto. Oh, okay. Angus and, and Shorto. Shorto. Okay, Eso well. vamos a participar en Palermo. Jordan. Last year, yeah. they celebrated 200 years of Shorto in Argentina. Okay, right, yeah. 200 years. Of course, yeah, that was in, the, in, in Britain too, wasn't yeah. it? 200 years, yeah. the, whole, yeah. the whole thing. And, well, we, we must say thank you from all my friends here for uh, for putting on what a fantastic dinner that you've put on bueno, for us today with some lambs. Okay. For, for, for them, it's an honor to have you sitting in, in this table. Well, yeah.
gustaría saber su idioma para poder tener un he, intercambio más fluido. He, he, he says he, he would like to know your language okay. to have a, a more fluid uh, <laughs> conversation. conversation okay. but, well, that's, that's wonderful and good luck at Palermo show and, and, and much, thank you very much. Mucha yeah. suerte en Palermo y gracias. Mm. Orgulloso de poder recibirlo they, y mostrarle lo que hacemos. They feel very proud to, that you are here and show what they what they do. Okay. Eh, esto es nuestro lugar y vivimos acá. This is their place in the world. Mm. This, they do all the jobs of the chores. They, oh. they do them. His mother lives there and he, they were raised here. Okay. And now he's raising his children here. in, in okay. the other home. Y decirle que lo que está bien es gracias a nosotros y lo que está mal es culpa nuestra. Okay. <laughs> if there's something well done, yeah. it's it's their responsibility. Fantastic. And if something <laughs> wrong done, <laughs> it's their fault. After lunch we even saw a baby armadillo that seemed to pop up into the garden and make its presence known before heading off to see a milking herd nearby there where they were milking 260 cows using robots and the herd was owned by Lely and the robots obviously made by Lely and the whole thing was a bit of a show herd but uh, it was excellent to see and a great experience to see four or five robots in action and how the whole place was, was all automated. The next day we headed off on the bus and we went south for a couple of hours to a, a town called Tandil and near there the following day we visited yet another anger stud, this one called the Tres T, the three T's, and uh, the three T's refer to the owners, and this is a, a much different outfit on a much bigger scale, I think they ran something like 6,000 6, hectares and um, thousands of cattle across various stations, and the whole thing was much more high-tech, they took into account um, various criteria for selection process, and, and they gave us a fantastic slideshow, a lot of it visual, but uh, I did try and capture the essence of some of that so we could get an understanding of just what size of operation that they were running here and, and uh, how advanced they were compared to maybe some of the other local smaller herds. This started with them discussing what ration they fed to the bulls that they had to sell. That's the first uh, uh, ra ration, mm -hmm. and then they go increasing the okay. grain. And, and, and so they start six months, did you say they start feeding? They've just selected now, and the sale is in, sale is in August. It's a long supplementation, so they get accustomed to the to the rumen, yeah. get accustomed. But they've started, they've just selected the bulls now yeah. for the August sale, so they've just started feeding now, I guess, so yes. that's seven, yes. seven yes. months of feeding. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, bulls that are going to be, uh, that are fattened, will be sold now in, in the next two months, mm -hmm. and they will be 20 months old. At what weight? Que peso? 470, mm -hmm. from, from, from 470 to 500. Okay. Yeah, with a uh, ultrasound scanning is very thin, the fat, uh, dorsal fat, because that uh, the type of bulls is very difficult to, to, um, to build fat. 
Well, these are not the steers. The steers have gone. These are the. This is the bulls. No, these are not steers. This is the bulls that haven't made the. Yeah. The bulls that they've decided that the selection. They have six six millimeters of fat, coarser fat, and the other one's ten or more. The ones that are not that are castrated. Okay. Yeah, in March and April they they start to classify classify those those bulls that are going to be sold mm -hmm. in in different okay, in groups. Yeah. Yeah. That's when the all the, the, the whole cycle ends. Okay. And how big are the groups? How many groups? How many? How many groups in each group? Quanto grupo se hacen? Two hundred bulls. Twelve. So it's two hundred bulls in twelve groups. Six corrals. Okay. After lunch, we were loaded into pickups and uh, taken around the farm where they stopped and showed us a field with 250 cows and calves with uh, three gauchos riding them up. And what a wonderful sight that was. I took a video of it, which hopefully I've put uh, some folks have found on, uh, on our Facebook page. Um, it was brilliant to see. And then from there, we went and looked at the bulls and 200 bulls in one field. Again, an immense sight there. Uh, such a credit to this massive herd. We also stopped at an agricultural contractor's yard there where the guy had started with very small and built up to have four of the massive machines that they use for chopping maize. These things were best part of a, a million dollars each and uh, they got four of them and teams of five people that went out on the farms there chopping maize all over Argentina and uh, a huge operation it was and I didn't get to record any of it which is a shame because it really was an eye-opening operation. From there, we got another night back in our hotel in a place called Azul, which is the hometown of Marcelo. The next day, we did another long journey to go and visit yet another Angus herd who were also big arable farmers, which was quite, quite eye-opening to some of us, but again, the whole place had started with very little and was now run by a highly entertaining character called Tiny and his wife. And once again, when we had a tour of the farm, of course, they gave us some more beef. They also ran a bull testing station where they had bulls from 26 different breeders all put in together. The first time they'd done this, something quite quite unique, I think, to test all these bulls against each other. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting trip, that one. And again, we were fed with a fantastic asado, yet more beef, yet more lamb, yet more red meat before making the long journey back to Buenos Aires. Okay, yes, tomorrow we are going to see, we are going to the market, biggest market in, in South America, and you will see the final, the, 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 the final point of all this uh, cattle industry. The final piece of the jigsaw. So quite a special day this morning, we've just arrived at the Mercado, the biggest livestock market, because live, live livestock market in uh, the southern hemisphere, huge. They, today they were not quite full, they've got 10,000 head of cattle here uh, arriving with, um, there's gauchos driving the cattle up and down the lines. The whole market is brand new, it's only been open about six months and it's incredible and we're hearing from our guide who's taking us around there. We're all talked up as visitors, hearing from our guide about how the animals are weighed when they came in last night and then they're weighed again after they're sold, so it's a double weighing system that's going on, and uh, and we'll, we'll go in a minute and see some of the auctioneers in action. In the background, you can hear the the bell ringing to uh, announce the sale. For 
1,400. So 1,420. And that's pesos per kilo. Per kilo. Marcelo had previously told us about the cull cow market, anything there that's not up to scratch, some of the old cows, uh, they're all bought by the Chinese, the Chinese seem to be underpinning the whole Argentina cow market, anything that can't make its way uh, into the food chain in Argentina heads off to China and some, some of them in the market I have to say were a fairly sorry sight there, one or two of them. Uh, I'm not sure they'd be allowed into uh, British markets there, the, the, the state that there are in some animals lying down there just uh, near to death. But these are the old cows and the Chinese were buying them up in, in lumps and banging them through a certain abattoirs. To China, the bony, like the ones in the previous It's around 900 to 1,100 dollars the living kilo, that's the China price. Yeah, 30% less than the quality well, one. So, so they should be. So they should be, they're not very good. Around three percent. Three percent, okay. Despite us having a guide and and the other guide, Marta, doing the translation, it was very difficult to actually hear what was being said in amongst the noise of the markets. But what we established was of the 10,000 animals that were forward that day, there were three markets a week with similar numbers. Uh, there were 47 different auctioneers who'd all sell at various times. The animals were sold in pens, um, in, in bunches, uh, the, 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 the fat animals, and they were the buyers there, there'd be 40, 50 of them up on the rail, and they would all be the supermarkets standing in there buying for their own channels and as I said then the cull cows would some of those would be amongst the same auctioneers and those would go to the to the Chinese market. I mentioned that the animals were rounded up on horseback and they literally were you know, gauchos on horseback in the markets there. It was an incredible sight and, and such uh, gentle horses so I managed to get Marta to explain a little bit about the gauchos. So there's 250 horses. 250 horses and each horse belongs to a gaucho. Okay. Every gaucho works from an auctioneer, a particular auctioneer okay. and there are several shifts of work okay. according all day long because you have the unloading, the loading of the trucks. So you have several gauchos and several ships. Okay, but not different horses, only one gaucho per no, horse. No, every gaucho has his own horse and the horses are staying here in the market. They cannot go out, right. they stay here okay. at the market. Okay, perfect. Thank you. No I have to say the whole market was a spectacular sight and uh, the fact that they sold those 10,000 animals in the space of about four hours was uh, was unbelievable. And from there we left that and went to see yet another stud, this one called La Lavina and owned by the president of the Angus Cattle Society in Argentina. This one very much more a show herd. Here we saw an exceptional herd of cows grazing on the side of the drive, not far from the, the market. In fact, the cows this time, much bigger cows, sort of 850, 900 kilos and more. These cows were running with calves at foot as well, and they were a magnificent sight. Probably the best herd, or the, the herd that we thought were maybe more like the, the Angus that we would have here in UK. And we then went on to see the bulls. They got 10 bulls, all in individual pens there, all being well fed and well looked after, and most of them were most of those were destined to go to Palermo show in July of this year, so uh, some, some show bulls and uh, we all had a look at them and gave our thoughts. The first two bulls we saw were a red Angus and a black Angus and both of them had been to Palermo show the previous year and come third in their section. If you went to sell a bull like this, what would he be asking? <laughs> Sí. I'm not buying, I'm just asking. <laughs> Dice, si lo fueras a vender del todo, ¿cuánto puede costar? 
He doesn't know. I'll give him 500 quid for it. Let's start no, the bidding, anybody? They sell semen. <laughs> they obviously do sell bulls. So what's their sort of uh, top price that they've been selling bulls at, or the average price that they sell their pedigree bulls at? ¿Sabes a cuánto se vendió el campeón de Palermo el pasado? we moved on a little bit to see a bunch of uh, equally exceptional and impressive heifers and some of these heifers will be sold in calf uh -huh. yeah and um, they will be sold and some of them will, will go to show. There are three shows in the year. Uh, autumn, fall, Palermo and spring. Okay. So where will you sell these in calf heifers? Privately or through an auction? Auction and privately. Yeah. At the premises of Palermo, but it's not the Palermo show. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I understand it's, that. They, they, they hire the place. Yes, I know. So yeah. Yeah. Angus hires the place. Yeah. And is this why they're building a new one next to the market? Is that going to replace the Palermo uh, sale. Uh, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Okay. But Palermo is very important. After looking at five herds in Argentina, we were all flabbergasted by the scale of, of these herds. Even the last one we looked at, the show herd, had 600 cows. Um, massive scale, but each of them different. A lot of different types of animals on a country this side when they're one of the biggest beef producing nations in the world from the very the first one we saw at Casamu where they were small but functional cows and, and, and highly profitable to the to the last one we saw when we sort of built up to, to a show herd and somebody that's uh, more interested in putting some feed in there somebody was a little a little bit more money behind them to make these animals in in fitter condition for for showing to the general public and of course for for sale to the very elite but all in all a fantastic look at the angus cattle situation across argentina and, and an excellent bunch of folks that we had there with us uh, we're going to do another podcast because from here we moved on to the, the west side of the country to mendoza to look at some wine and we also will go through and have a chat to some of the people that are there with us on this tour but our greatest thanks to uh, Marcelo and to Martha and of course to Fiona who showed us around this excellent country and this fantastic livestock that we saw. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners here at Top Lines and Tales. I really appreciate you staying with us for the, the last three years and more. And uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, we might not be one every single week now, but we'll try and make sure that the ones podcasts that we do do uh, are always uh, interesting to you. And of course, we'd always like to thank our sponsors, Harborough, who have been right behind us for this length of time and, and still are. And uh, you guys out there, make sure that you look out Harborough, go and see what they can do with their range of nutrition and, and their nutritional advice. And, and they're feeding cattle, sheep, um, pigs, feeding everything really, feeding feeding the nation and a fantastic company that they are. So our, our thanks go to Harbro there. Look them out there at harbro.com and various other places you'll find them on the internet and contact your local representative there. So uh, thanks again to Harbro. Thanks again to the people that showed us around Argentina, that wonderful country. And uh, thanks to you listeners for tuning in. <laughs>